your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I am currently trying to decide if I want to watch the Stanley Cup Finals tonight or the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. Tough call. And I'm Jordan Hanskin. I'm annoyed when people call golf courses tracks. When they call them what? (laughs) Tracks. Tracks. You've never heard people do that? No, never. Uh, Like the links. People do it a lot on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, that's a great track. Is this is this some new golf slang that I don't know? It's not a. It's not new. It's it's been on my timeline often. Um, Gotcha. And like I, I like. Even the, I like the people that even say it. I just don't like that they say it. It's like a peeve. Pet peeve. All right. I'll keep an eye out for it, and I'll be sure to forward them your way if I see them. Uh, and this is the Locked On Sabres podcast. We've got a free agent preview today. We're starting at the top with the number one free agent, uh, according to me at least, the most valuable free agent that will be on the market. We're about a month away from free agency, and I'm not expecting the Sabres to do a whole lot, but – Got to talk about some of these names, because if they do want to go in on it, there are some guys that they can go get. Today, we'll talk about Alex Petrangelo and how realistic <laughs> an idea might be. Do you hear Jordan laughing already? I think we can expect what his answer to that question is going to be. Uh, and I'm going to be naming number 17 in our Sabres 50 list. I put up a tweet earlier today on who we've made the biggest mistake on or who's the biggest snub so far. And I think we got some Bill Height. We got some Bill Height love, uh, Jordan. There's a lot of Bill Height. Yeah, and I almost feel compelled to put him on here, but I'm not even sure he was on my radar. So we'll see what happens. Eichel, uh, no lower than 13, is what somebody uh, also posted at us. Michael Pekka was an option. And then there were a couple other guys mentioned. Ted Darling was one. Um, the Ramses. And there's a lot of good options. I'll name 17. And one of those names I just mentioned uh, is going to make this list. So I'll give you a little uh, little taste, a little preview there. Uh, real quick, Stanley Cup final tonight. One, are you watching? And two, uh, at this point, I, I'm more believing in Tampa because of the talent. The more I think about it, Anton Kadobin's had a really good playoffs, but Jordan, I can't buy into a backup goalie going all the way. Like he's the cons my favorite right now. And he's always been good, but man, if he wins the cup, I mean, that should be exhibit a to all teams. I almost maybe actually, I hope that they do win it. I don't think that they're going to, but I almost hope that the stars win it with Anton Kadobin going on a hot run. Cause it will really prove to all teams that, Hey, don't spend a lot on goalie because your $2 million backup sometimes can get hot. Yeah. Um, there's a few reasons why I want the stars to win one. I just, I'm a sucker for the lucky underdog. Uh, that's why I, I rolled with the Islanders all playoffs along. And, uh, now, I mean, the stars were a good team, but nobody envisioned them to be here. And, uh, I root for them now. And, Another big reason is uh, fanhood too. Um, now that this, now that the Lightning are in the Sabres division, I hate them just as much as all the other. I hate them just as much as Boston. Now. Mm-hmm. We always lose to them. We always lose like four one convincingly. I get outshot by thirty good shots, and uh, it's an infuriating team to play. Uh, Tampa's on rivalry list. I, I'm curious to think uh, to see what the fans think of that. If Tampa's, you know 
becoming a hated team. Yeah, but wouldn't every Saber fan tell you they hate Dallas more because of 99? I mean, guess. no goal. I know, <laughs> they, but like they they thieved a cup away from the Sabers. I mean, that's probably true. That's probably true. Um, I was five, so it's unfair. I know people <laughs> have been. I know I saw some callouts of our youth, uh, uh, on Twitter today. But um, yeah. I mean, I was five. I I didn't. I didn't really. I don't think of Dallas that way. I've seen the yes. clip. We got. I'd be more mad at Batman than Dallas. Yes, as Lindy Ruff was. The story on Lindy Ruff is that after the game, after he had found out that the goal should not have counted and he saw it, he went out and he left the locker room, went to the bench, and they didn't show it on TV. But apparently, while Batman was awarding the Stars the Cup, Lindy charged out of the locker room and onto the bench where he had just been standing during the game. And he was banging on the door, yelling at, screaming at Gary Batman to, to get his attention because he was upset that the goal should not have counted. So... There's a lot to go on that night. And again, I was young like you were, so I don't really remember it. And um, it's hard for guys us young to really think of them as a rival. Their colors have changed. Of course, the players are long gone. And there's really nothing else that's ever happened with them. I didn't think so, of that series when we when like they were showing all the old games either. I didn't think of that series as an overall. like I didn't think the Stars were like a dirty team or anything. It's not like the Broad Street Bullies or... Uh, you know, I Darian didn't think of him that way. Darian Hatcher, okay, was a goon. Yeah. he was a goon. <laughs> but, but like but most of their that. team, it was a lot of skill guys, like Mike Madonna, Jamie Langenberger. Like, there, there wasn't really much. Joe Newendike, maybe. Brett Hall. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, there wasn't much there that I said, "Wow, this team is you know scummy." They didn't have like a Casparitis or uh, you know, yeah, pick your Brasserie Bullies thing. Um, Darcy Tucker, like they never had any of those types of guys, and I was like, "Wow, this series is Dallas is really scummy in this series." Mm-hmm. They didn't even have Rod Brindamore, who I will always, will always hate. I'll hate him forever because of the Carolina series. But but they did have Brett Hall, who is like they had you know, he's become drunk hockey fan. <laughs> right. He's become I got this guy. We went blue. <laughs> He's also this guy. Glory, Gloria. Is that actually Brett? Gloria. Yes. Gloria. Oh my god! I think I got. Well, I mean, we we know about his dad, right? Gloria. I mean, that's not that's not a that's not a class act either. Um. So I, you know what? Screw the stars. I don't need a drunk Brett Hull parading <laughs> around like he like he won the Stanley Cup again. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't need I, that. They have a lot of guys on their team that like I would like to see uh, win a cup. Like I, I'd be happy one for Andre Sakara. Um, I'd be happy for Joe Pavelski. Uh, the guy yep. that's gotten close so many times. Um, Jamie Ben. It's always been you know an awesome player that nobody really talks about. Uh, you know, I think there there would be a lot of players on that team that I would like to win, and uh, yeah. Tampa's uh, Bogosian. And I don't really want him. To win. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's Bogosian. Um, all right, well, let's get in. Let's get into our free agent preview. Alex Petrangelo. It came out last week. The star defenseman that had his contract expiring with the St. Louis Blues had yet to sign an extension, and it was really assumed by everyone. Like we've had the Locked On Blues guys here on the podcast, and every time I would 
I would mention it right at the end, like Petrangelo resigning, right? Like, were we still on track there? And every time they would come back with, oh yeah, he's, he's signing. Like, there's no way that that's not happening. And that was the sentiment as well in the national media. And then they trade Jake Allen, their backup goaltender to the Montreal Canadians, which freed up about four and a half million dollars in cap room. And everybody's reaction was, Oh, well, this is the, this is the move to free up room for Petrangelo. Like this is how they do it because they did have some cap issues. But now we find out last week that Petrangelo is being told by the blues, Hey, go test the open market. Cause we're not paying you nine plus million dollars a year. Like you were looking for. And what, it's interesting about that is a Petrangelo absolutely is worth nine plus million dollars a year. It's just maybe what this market might be with teams having an internal cap. The blues reportedly are at 7.7 million and for a Norris level defenseman like Alex Petrangelo, that is crazy to think that he would ever sign for a deal like that. So Jordan, let me, I know you don't think this is a realistic idea in any way. And really I, I don't either, but before I actually even get into my scenario for that, I think maybe a team like the Sabres could could maybe get him at least interested. Um, your thoughts on the player, and even at thirty years old, like th- to me, this is the top free agent over Taylor Hall because of his position, because um, of how good he is, and because really, it, it's it's the way he plays this the game. He's not like the the blazing fast dynamic type of defenseman. He's just kind of steady. And that makes me think that he's going to last for a long time in this league. Oh, I love the player. Um, I have no issues with Alex Petrangelo. If I was GMing the Sabres, I would throw a lot of money at Alex Petrangelo. Um, I think it would make our blue line one of the best in the league. <laughs> it would take, you know, you'd yeah. be able to then move McCabe, you would be able to move a wrist line in without any fear that it's like, oh man, uh, you know, we're gonna, we might, we might, we don't have the depth really to, to take, get rid of a guy like that. Um, and then you might be able to get, you know, fill up your forward with him. Um, I just don't see it on his end. Um, and I also don't see the, uh, I mean, with an internal salary cap, which is reported that the Sabres have, how, how do they find the money for this? Yeah, and that that is I'm not in that regard, but I mean that's that's where that there, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I think that's fair, and I think that that's right, and I think that of course this is like a minute chance maybe that they would even go after him um let alone the fact that he would sign here my thought on it is maybe because of what the market is bearing it doesn't have to be the sabers but it could be a team like the sabers that normally wouldn't be in the alex petrangelo sweepstakes that could think hey because of all the internal caps because of where we are in in terms of salary petrangelo maybe would settle for a shorter term deal at a higher cap dollar to kind of bet on himself that, Hey, I'm not going to hit a cliff here. I'm not, my game is not going to slide and I'm going to play really strong for one year. And next off season, hopefully financially the league is better off. Teams are better off. And then I could really cash in on that major deal that I am worth. And that's if of course that, that nine plus million dollar a year deal for eight years is not out there from somebody. And I think that it probably would be, but if it's not, and I'm the Sabres. I mean, I would love to, for them to have the, the aggressiveness to go throw like a one-year deal at Alex Petrangelo for nine and a half, ten million dollars. But again, you mentioned 
well, how do they fit that in on their cap? Because if they're going to come in at a 70 to $75 million cap, uh, even though that the, the, the actual league cap is 83 million. Well, how do they make that work? Because the way you project out salaries right now is they're only going to be left with a couple million dollars of cap space to begin with. And you are, we're already talking about, Hey, is Ristolainen going to be the one that's gone? Are they not going to re-sign Sam Reinhardt? Are they going to try to move? I don't know, Colin Miller for a pick because they don't want to pay him 4 million bucks, but I don't know. It really would probably come down to, would you rather have Alex Petrangelo for one season or or would you rather have a Sam Reinhardt? And to me, that's easy, Sam Reinhardt. You'd rather have Sam Reinhardt than Pet- oh, Petrangelo for a season. Right, because I don't think you'd get him here on a long-term deal, but maybe you could. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want. The one-year thing, betting on that with the Sabres is... Ner- just making me nervous right now. I'd have no interest in that. Um, and also, I think if Petrangelo would do that, I imagine he would go to Colorado for a team that's like, let's just sure. add me to this to this puzzle and we'll win immediately and have a ton of fun doing it, beating everybody six to two. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'd rather have Reinhardt long term than Petrangelo for a year. But I, I think if you had to pick one and they both get, say, a four-year contract, I am jumping all in on Petrangelo and uh, driving Reinhardt to the airport. The, the most interesting uh, part of this Petrangelo sweepstakes might end up being that Toronto is going to try to throw their hat in the ring. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the Leafs doing that. And they're How already... Exactly. Like this is happening in the NFL right now with the LA Rams. They keep paying people. It's like, how do you have the money to do that? Toronto, there's no way they have the money to do that. But I think they'd have to trade somebody good. They would. And would that be William Nylander? William Nylander is on such a team friendly contract, but I don't know how you fit him in otherwise. Nylander is at about seven million per year. Would you trade Mitch Marner? Or is it the Toronto media wants? They want. They've already written up all the stories that Willie Nylander is the reason that the Leafs lose. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, oh, for sure. He was always can't be the Southern Ontario boys. (laughs) No, exactly. But like, oh man, like that, that is, that's where Toronto kind of made their bet though. When you sign John Tavares at center, even though you really didn't need another center, you had Marner and Matthews as a one and two center combo for the rest of time. And they went outside Tavares, and now, hey, there's an Alex Petrangio available, and guess what? He's the guy you need, and you don't have, have enough money to get him because you decided to sign Tavares instead. So I'm kind of glad that they're, they're in cap jail, and they went too aggressive. And it, I don't know how they dig out. No, I, I love it. I mean, it's exactly what you wanted to have happen. Um, I think once they got Tavares, I think everybody was afraid, oh, my God, the Leafs are going to win the cup. It's going to be horrible. It's gonna be gonna be the worst like era of NHL hockey, but they're still the same thing. They just uh, they lose in the first round and everybody laughs, and then they uh, they <laughs> believe. In it. That's exactly what happens. Uh, you like Colorado for Petrangelo? I think you mentioned them twice. Um, if if he does the one year thing, I think if you're doing okay. the one year thing, you want to look as good as possible, and mm-hmm. the best place that to do it, I think, is Colorado because that team is a juggernaut. Like, okay, and, and uh, for all the teams that can afford it, because I Tampa, there's no way it can it can they won't even try. They don't need to. They're not. They're, I don't think they have that interest. Mm-hmm. Well, there maybe, are. I don't, know, I don't know how many players are losing. I haven't dug deep into Tampa's cap. 
let let me go through the top 10 teams in cap space and you tell me whether those teams make sense for Petrangelo. If you were Petrangelo, like, is this a team you would even consider? Ottawa's got the most cap space. No chance. Detroit. Both ways. Uh, no chance both ways. Buffalo and New Jersey. I would say minimal for both. And I think Petrangelo would rather play for New Jersey. <laughs> Now here may yeah, and now here here are maybe the most likely because these are the teams with cap space and maybe have contention. Colorado's got twenty two million in cap space. It's unbelievable. They're so good. Florida has got guys to sign, but they have twenty one million in space. Uh, Florida's interesting. I mean, you could sell them with you got you got the tax bonus thing you can sell them with. You got the warm weather thing you can sell them with. You got Quenville. Florida is more intriguing than people realize. Now, here's the thing. Florida, I said they have 21 million cap space. They'd have to let some guys walk. Mike Hoffman is a free agent. Evgeny Dadnoff, who's been like a 60-point player since coming over to the KHL, he is a free agent. Um, Mark Pesek's a free agent. I'm assuming they would let him walk. So basically, you'd be letting those three players go for nothing to sign Petrangelo. I think I would still do that, though, if I were them. Yeah, probably. I, I think I would, too. Um, None of those three. I mean, Hoffman's good, and Dan they're both good, but I think they're replaceable. Okay, three other teams with a lot of cap space, and I wonder what you think of them, because on differing levels, these teams are competitive, but on different levels. L.A. actually, to me, is not competitive, but it's L.A. Like, maybe they could just do it because he'd want to live there. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's that's another one of those, uh, yeah, I just want to live in L.A. Um, You don't really know. I don't really know what his you know, what are his top things that he likes? Like, is he a beach guy? We don't, we don't know. That. <laughs> um, we know he's a Canadian guy, but like that doesn't yeah. really mean much. Like, you know, some guys are beach guys. Some guys aren't beach guys. Uh, I, I, I would hope that for the Sabre's sake, I hope he's not. Um, he's, he's convince, from convince him that Woodlawn's nice. He is in King from King city, Ontario, which is like a half hour North of Toronto. Okay. Um, so maybe so we just, could sell them on the Southern Ontario. Thing. Uh, hey, uh, I was going to say, Ontario. maybe you could sell them on, Hey, you want to be by your family, but you want to also make 10 million bucks. Here I am. I feel like <laughs> we've, we've, <laughs> we've done this savers uh, sales pitch thing so many times. It's, it's really all they have though. Isn't it? All they have we're, uh, we're is a sales pitch. Toronto. We're almost Toronto in the, in Toronto doesn't have enough money to pay you. <laughs> we, we we have slightly less taxes than Toronto. Well, actually, a lot less. But and then, actually, I'll leave you one more uh, team here that maybe would compete with Colorado as like the top two because this team it makes sense for them on ice. They've got the cap space to do it. They've got sixteen million in space. I think they do have some guys to sign. Um, but Winnipeg on ice makes sense again. He'd have to sign up for living in Winnipeg, Manitoba. But <laughs> doesn't that makes. But the Jets would have that. every reason. The Jets would have every reason to pay him what he wants, though. Yeah, no, they would. And uh, I don't think they've ever been. Have they been big free agent spenders ever? Um, Andrew Ladd comes to mind, but I think he was. Was he a trade? No, that was that was Atlanta. There was expansion or what, like just relocation. Um, so oh, Ladd no, was Andrew Ladd came back. He came back after like a hiatus, didn't he? he oh, was, I don't even came back or something. Okay. Weird yeah. with him, but I can't even remember last time Winnipeg went in on a free agent. 
And I think it's just because they know that, like, we have to sell him on playing in negative oh. degrees. Uh, what about Dmitry Kulikov? He chose to go there. Our, our boy mean, Kulikov. I don't think his his uh, list was out the door. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just love I love free agent talk with Buffalo because it's always the same sales pitch. Like, yeah, we're kind of Toronto. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we have, we do have Jack Eichel now. If you if you're intrigued by that, but um, when, one other thing on Winnipeg, I will say maybe I shouldn't consider them likely because if there's 17 teams that are going to have internal caps, I might want to think that a lot of small market teams have been hit the hardest by COVID-19 because it is a gate-driven sport. And we already know that like there's six teams in the league that make like most of the money anyway. Um, and Winnipeg, Manitoba is not one of them. So maybe they're likely to be one of those internal cap teams, but I don't know. That's just me speculating. Want to take a minute to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is improved and even more deliciouser than ever. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That's to go along with your 12 original flavors. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. All bars 100% covered in chocolate. All bars soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the healthy, conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting simple started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. All right, it is time for our Sabres 50 list, and we are rolling through. We have Hashik, Perot, Ruff, Jennerette, Knox, Ray, Martin, Miller, Gare, Robert, LaFontaine, Andrewchuk, McGillney, Housley, Pominville, Don, Luce. In that order, we are through 16 names We've been at this for a good amount now, and we're hoping it takes us through to the season. 50 greatest individuals in Sabres history. Um, Number 17 is up to me. And uh, my number 17 on this list is going to be, we're trying, even though we're young guys, we're trying to respect the the old timers. We're trying to respect the 70s and when the, the team was amazing. It's hard to beat. Craig Ramsey this late in the list and we're already at 17 
He's played the second most games in team history, the sixth most goals, the fourth most points. I mean, the guy was here forever from 1971 through 1985. And you've got a Selkie trophy in there at the end for Craig Ramsey. Actually, in his final Sabres uh, season at age 33, he um, he won the Selkie. So I guess, you know, he won the Selkie. He thought, that's it for me. Can't, no going up from here. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign off. Um, but he was like, he had, was in the top three or four at least for the Selkie voting almost every single year for the back half of his career. And there's points. There's a couple of 70 point seasons. There's a couple of 60 point seasons. He scored 20 plus goals for eight years in a row. So Craig Ramsey was just consistently good, at least on the stat sheet from awards and from anyone that had watched him play will tell you how good he was. So I'm going with Craig Ramsey at a uh, number 17 and you know, I'll throw in the coaching career a little bit. Uh, he was assistant coach for the Sabres in the late seventies. And um, he also served as assistant GM for the Sabres director of player personnel. So got some work in, in the front office. Uh, I'm going with Craig Ramsey at 17. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, you got to love a play, uh, player that only played for the Sabres. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's a cool thing. It's a rare group of, of players. Um doesn't happen much, especially now, because there's just a lot more – I feel like there's a lot more player movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, he did coach the Sabres a little bit. Yeah, and uh, – <laughs> Four wins. That didn't, that didn't go. That didn't go so well. Uh, but yeah, no, awesome player. Uh, there's not much. There's not much else to be said. I mean, I I love the for the old timers on Twitter to uh, share some Ramsey stories if they have any, because um, obviously they would know more than we do. I mean, we're trying. We're two twenty three or twenty five year olds on the podcast yep. here. We can do, only do, you- do so much. Fun fact about Craig Ramsey, he was the last coach of the Atlanta Thrashers. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. have that. That's he was the last coach. He was such a good coach that the team moved. That's how good a coach he was. <laughs> and now he's the he's the current head coach of the Slovakia team. No, that can't be right. So that's right. Says, I mean, that's that's what that's what Wikipedia tells me. Wikipedia oh, never lies. Wow, look at, okay, go to Slovakia's national hockey team uh, Wikipedia page. There are some Sabre connections all over the place. Their GM right now is Miroslav Shatan. Um, maybe he's the one who hired. He must be the one who hired Craig Ramsey, who's the coach. Uh, Andre Sakara is the captain. So th- you've got hey, three former Sabres running the show for the, Slo- the Slovaks. Although that's, that's not saying much because they're not playing. They have kind of... Hey, this is a little off topic because we were on Craig Ramsey. I guess not off topic because he's the head coach of this team. But Slovakia seems to be a fading hockey nation. Like the past couple of Olympics, yeah. the past couple of tournaments, like they're, all their players are old. And like Zdeno Chara is going to be gone. And Sakara is going to be gone. And Tomas Tatar is going to be gone. And like, who are these young Slovakian players walking through the door? Like Finland, for instance, has got like a, this huge pool of young talent that's coming through. Sebastian Ajo and, uh, and Patrick Laine lead the list on that. Miro Heiskanen. And like, who's got, doing that for Slovakia? They got Cernak. Uh, He's good. Tatar. Yeah. Marco Dono. That's not a lot, though. 
It's not. A, it's not. Let us love Nagy still on the team. Awesome. <laughs> Come on, that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Richard Ponick. Yeah, a lot of a lot of okay guys. Yeah. Uh, not too. Not too. Like not too many stars. Um. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. Um, like the hockey nations. I know it's off topic from uh, Ramsey, but I, I find I find the international thing fascinating because it does kind of ebb and flow. Like a little bit with the bottom teams. I mean, Canada's always going to be good. U.S., Sweden, uh, Russia, Finland's kind of getting a boost again. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like Germany's getting a little bit better. I feel like every year there's more and more German guys. Yeah, Germany is coming a little bit too. Um, they're definitely one. Uh, Switzerland also. Nico Hischer is uh, kind of headlining yeah. that. Right. Um, they're rising a little bit as well. Um, so yeah. Slovakia, good good luck to Craig Ramsey and Miro Shatan. I hope I hope you do better than what they were been super fun to play with in the old NHL games when they had, uh, when they had like Holstead as prime Chara. Yep. Keep an eye, by the way, on Shatan. He seems to be quietly a rising uh, name in the sport uh, in terms of management. I don't. They don't typically go to European guys as GMs. I think Yermo Kukalainen right now in Columbus is the only European general manager. But Shatan was GM of Team Europe. He hired Ralph Kruger, by the way. Um, when they went to the World Cup final about four years ago, he's running the Slovakian Ice Federation right now. I've heard his name mentioned as like an interesting guy. I don't think it would be for a GM job, but maybe if he wanted to come over as an assistant GM at some point and start building up in the NHL. Uh, watch out for – there's a lot of former Sabres doing that. Danny Briere right now is an assistant GM in Philly. Chris Drury is an assistant GM with the Rangers. Um, Chris Drury is getting close to, uh, to full-time GM somewhere. Oh sure, just, I, he think might he's, I think he's he's at the top of a lot of lists, and I think he's just waiting on the perfect job. I think, or he's waiting for the Rangers to give him the job. I mean, he might. Yeah, that I think that's that's probably what like his top idea would be. But I imagine mm-hmm. if like if a big like say like uh, Rutherford left Pittsburgh, I imagine they try to woo like Chris Drury. Well, they're they're apparently gonna maybe bring back Jason Bottrell. So I mean, he's gonna get a second crack in Pittsburgh. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Hey, hey, Kevin Adams! If he gets the job, call him immediately and trade him. Who, who was who was a Bottrell guy? Go trade him. Uh, who was a Bottrell guy? Did Bottrell even have guys? He didn't really do anything. Skinner. He just kept Skinner was he, a Bottrell guy. Skinner. He didn't. But like, does Bottrell have Wayne guys? Simmons? Like, there are Murray guys. There are Darcy guys. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne Simmons. Simmons and Jimmy Vc. Jimmy Vc was also a Murray guy. I don't Cahoon. want to give him. Oh, I believe in. Cahoon. We've seen him for five games. Let's let's take it easy. I believe. I'm a cocoon cocoon guy. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to today's podcast. Uh, Thanks. We will uh, talk about maybe Taylor Hall as our next free agent option. We're going to we're going to get through the big names, but we got to start with the big names. So maybe Taylor Hall is more realistic. I'm not hearing Jordan laughing, so I'm guessing he might think it is more realistic than uh, than Alex Petrangel. We'll find out in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sneaky Joe WGR. Jordan's on Twitter at JR Hanskin, and we got some good stuff on the podcast account at Locked On Sabres. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.